why, you why, is there a metro- why is there a metronome? I can't, I can't get to the metronome because FaceTime is in the way and I can't move FaceTime. <laughs> Minimize window. Open window partially. It's kind of like that meme, like open the gate a little bit. Then, yeah. Okay. Got it. That was going to be real bad. <laughs> okay. This, this is going real smoothly. So I think this would make a great cold open. I mean, whatever. I think cold opens are almost always super contrived. I I mean, Vlogbrothers do cold opens. and Yeah, I know. John. But they only do it whenever they have something to sell or some big event that's going on. Or, you know, uh, Donald Trump did something really stupid. Uh, <laughs> um, the... Uh, Hello Internet does cold opens, and that's I'm a big fan. I don't know. Have you have you wrestled with your FaceTime enough yet? Yeah, yeah, we're good. We're set. Okay, we're good. Uh, do you want to do the snap thing then? Yeah. All right, countdown. We'll do it. Right. Three, two, one. Okay, cool. Mac. Hello. Hi. So we we do a podcast. Apparently, <laughs> we did a podcast. We did, and now we're doing it again. Um, yeah. It, it has a name. It's called Steal These Records. Yeah. Uh, the podcast name is the same, and some things yeah. are the same. Most things are different, though. Most things are different. Like, the entire point of the podcast. Yeah. It's... it's Kind of like whenever there's a TV show that's kind of good, and then they realize that, oh, the audience only loves this one character, and so they do a spinoff, and the spinoff is much better. Uh, or it's not quite as good, and people realize that the balance was what made it better. But that's not what's going on in this case. I'm not trying to no, sell this no, short. not what's going to happen. Uh, so what we're doing now is we're cutting out the part where we're trying to write an album over the course of a year. We mostly did that because neither of, had, neither of us had shit going on. Yeah, we were between projects, as it were. Yeah. And now we both have and tons of shit going on that we'll talk about later. Yeah, we're no longer between projects. And now the focus of the podcast is what? Uh, so I think it actually makes the name make a lot more sense. I think this podcast is basically just uh, us recommending albums that we think uh, each other and our audience should um, obtain through any means necessary, preferably like a legal streaming service. Um, but uh, if we were going to recommend that you steal some records, these are the records you should steal. If you if you have to steal records, these are the records you, you should steal. Steal. Yeah, steal these ones. Pirate that doesn't mean <laughs> doesn't mean that we'll never recommend records that are not good. But we're only recommending things that are worth listening to for one reason or another. Right. Like, we're never going to recommend that you listen to something boring. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll get <laughs> All right. So the first thing we should probably talk about is uh, we're still doing the album reviews. That's like the focus of the podcast at this yep. point. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. So this past week leading up, I had you listen to an album by Creed. Yes, you did. Um, do you want to tell me what you thought about it? 
I can just launch right into it. Okay, so yeah, uh, Creed was my shit in like middle school, the, really all of high school. Um, like I learned how to sing and learned how to play guitar pretty much exclusively learning uh, like Rush and Pearl Jam. And then I met some friends and we all liked Creed kind of mutually. And then I learned a shit ton of Creed songs. Uh, so this is kind of one of the defining bands of my musical kind of early experiences. Uh, so I'm predisposed to like Creed. So I want to let that be known right away. Uh, I actually have some notes um, for the haters. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so first of all, uh, fuck you. Scott's voice kicks ass. If you don't like Scott Stapp's voice because you don't like that general kind of vocal, that's your problem, right? Because that's what rock vocals sounded like for like 15 years, right? Uh, and if you're not into it, that's one thing. But as far as that kind of rock vocal, Scott Stapp was pretty damn good at it. Uh, secondly, fuck you. Uh, these songs are, for the most part, very good. A few of them are great. There are some bangers in Creed's catalog, 100%. And I will fight anyone and ideally prove them wrong if anyone wants to argue with me about it. Uh, some of the lyrics can come off as a little kind of sanctimonious, but it was the late 90s. That's what lyrics were in the late 90s. Uh, and Full Circle, which is the album you recommended to me, to be fair, is a lot less so. Anyway, you know, it kind of fits a little bit more of a 2009 kind of... Uh, lyrics you know and uh thirdly fuck you so that's my notes <laughs> to the haters uh I, I didn't realize i would make you get so defensive over creed so i um listened to this record uh on monday uh we're recording on sunday and do I want to launch? I'm just going to start on my review a little bit. So uh, the first listen through, I did actually find it mostly kind of boring. Um, the things that I like about Creed in general, I think that a lot of bands, any one particular thing, whether it's like the guitar riffs or the vocals or the lyrics or the melodies, there are other bands that definitely do any one of those things better. I am by no means saying Creed is the best band ever, but I've been listening to a lot of those bands right now. I've been on a huge kick of like a lot of uh, sort of 90s, 2000s, more like pop alternative stuff where it's all about great songwriting, great melodies, great lyrics. And then I've been listening to a lot of Periphery. And like if you're wanting interesting guitar riffs, it doesn't really get any better than that. So coming out of that, Full circle, a little, little boring. Um, there just wasn't anything in it that really got me excited. But then I was really excited about recording this episode. So I kept bringing up to people that I was listening to this Creed record uh, and actually went through and listened to the rest of their catalog just to see, do I just find this Creed record boring or do I just not like Creed as much as I used to? Uh, little column A, little column B on that. But uh, after arguing with a couple of people about why Creed is a not is uh, not a terrible band. I went back and listened to this record and suddenly I found it much, much better. Uh, so I think the experience of arguing about Creed definitely uh, 
makes the band a lot more enjoyable to listen to. Right. In Creed, improved by tribalism. Pretty much, yeah. Um, so, uh, as far as some specifics that I liked about it, um, of course, I left the page because I was looking at what I'm going to show you next. There it goes. Um, Brain, what are some of your favorite tracks on this record? Because I think we're going to fight about this quite a bit. Um, a Thousand Faces is my favorite song on the record. Okay. Uh, I really like Bread of Shame. Okay. And then Away in Silence. Okay. Are there any real stinkers on this record? Rain is my least favorite song on the album. I think it's absolutely okay. terrible. Um, okay. I don't love Overcome. Okay. Um, and everything else is kind of in the middle. So my oh, favorite oh, wait a song. I, I, will, I like Fear also. Okay. So my favorite songs on this record uh, are probably um, uh, honestly, after listening back through it a, a little bit ago, um, I think Overcome is awesome. Like, I just think it's a really good song. I think the vocal in it is probably the best vocal on this record. Um, the the lyrics are just really memorable and don't there are definitely things on this record that come off as very preachy. Uh, and I think overcome pushes that boundary a little bit. It's definitely not the least preachy song in this record, but, uh, I don't, I don't find it too unappealing for that reason. So, um, I really like overcome and it's probably tied with, uh, a thousand faces for me. Um, Bread of Shame, I think the guitar work on it is really good, but I think the lyrics are terrible. Uh, every time I, every, if I stop listening to the guitars for a second and focus in on the, uh, the lyrics for more than about 10 seconds, I just find my eyes rolling into the back of my head. Um, and then <laughs> Fear is really good. Fear is probably... Uh, trying to think maybe might be the heaviest song on the record. It's probably bread of shame. I think bread of shame is like the heaviest thing they've ever done. Yeah. That might be for, I don't know though. Like bullets is pretty. I think that song, uh, what was that on weathered? It was on weathered. It was the first track on weathered. Yeah. I think that was a statement for them. It was, it was supposed to be. I don't know if, I don't know if anything has beaten it. Yeah, but Bread of, Bread of Shame almost sounds like a corn song at the beginning. Yeah, I, I don't – I think the the age of bands getting bonus points for heavy because the guitars are tuned lower uh, was coming to an end in 2009. Right. I think at this point it is very much so done. Like you, you can tune low, but it doesn't automatically make you more heavy. Yeah, I mean my shit's in either D standard or drop C, and it's uh, not what I would describe as heavy. Yeah. Um, so that kind of brings me to my next thing about this record is I think this record sounds for the most part, pretty bad, uh, as far as Creed's catalog goes. And as far as like other, like hard rock records from this time. Yeah. Um, I just like all the guitars either alternate depending on the song between being like 
real muddy, like Bread of Shame. The guitars on that definitely fit that. Um, or um, just completely lacking in any kind of balls in the first place. Okay. Um, I think the drums on this record also sound really bad. Vocals sound good for the most part, but I don't know. I just don't think that it was, uh, it doesn't seem like quite as much care was put into the production of this record as in, uh, previous Creed records and just other rock records that I like. Well, I mean, but at the same time, like at the time this record came out, we were ending kind of, at, we're towards the tail end of the loudness war. Mm-hmm. So yeah, a lot of records sounded bad at this time. This yeah, is true. Yeah. A lot of records at that time sounded terrible. And that might be what I'm, what I'm picking up on for this. I don't know for yeah. sure. Um, but uh, uh, do you have, that's the, do you have a least favorite track? Um, probably, uh, I have several. So my biggest gripe with this record is it is really ballad heavy for a Creed record, which makes sense given kind of where they were at in their careers and what Scott Stapp was doing before this, but, um, really ballad heavy and the ballads are not very good. I am actually not super into rock ballads for the most part. Uh, if I want to listen to things that are a little more chill or a little more, uh, emotional. I usually go to more alternative or uh, kind of folk stuff. Yeah. Um. And so, like, I, I have a hard time judging a, a rock ballad on a record like this on a lot of merits. I kind of just have to go off of like how memorable is it, right? And on that front, "Rain" is the best ballad on this record. Sure, but it's still a terrible song. I I don't think it's a terrible song. I think, uh, but uh. I don't know. So probably good fight. I do not like. Oh um, God, that that song's bad. Oh no. I don't even know. I'm trying to think. On my sleeve is probably my least favorite song on this record. What do you think about Full Circle, the song? I think it's weird. <laughs> I don't love it. I don't. I, I kind of enjoyed it coming out just because it was weird and different for this record and different for Creed. I didn't really expect Creed to do anything real outside of the box on this. And they didn't really up until this song. Uh, but like the whole bluesy thing it has going on was not what I expected for the title track from this record. The the way I've, I just, I've always described that song is white boy blues. Yeah, exactly. Uh, there's a lot of a lot of that actually in this era too, mm-hmm. um, and really in the decade before. You know what this is? This is this is a great like capstone for like the ten years of like hard rock music that preceded this record. I'd agree uh, that a bunch of people didn't like. You know, mm. um, you know, this is kind of when Nickelback's career started to slow down a bit. Uh, around 2009, 2010, they still had some steam left, but they, it was really starting to slow down in terms of their just ubiquity on the radio, you know? Uh, yeah. After having, you know, five to t- five to seven songs of theirs on the radio at all mm-hmm. times for 10 years. Oh, that reminds me. I forgot one of my notes for the haters. Uh, Nickelback or not Nickelback. Sorry. Creed was the second best selling rock band of the 2000s, like of that decade. And 
they put out Weathered in 2001, did nothing for eight years, and then put out Full Circle. And they still sold more records than Nickelback, than, like, I don't even know who was doing a lot of music then. The only the only rock band that sold more records than Creed was um, uh, Linkin Park. That and makes they put sense. Out like, and they put out, like, six records in that time. Maybe not six, but they definitely put out three or four. Three, it was three. Okay, well, I th- I don't know. I think that uh, that says something. And most of those purchases were of uh, their first three records that just happened to spill over into the two thousands. But um, yeah, I would say um, the Human Clay was released in like late ninety nine. So yeah, so that probably counts too. But Still though, like that's that's something for a band that did nothing for eight years to be the second highest selling rock band of a decade. Yeah. Um, I, I think it says something like a lot of the people who hate Creed um probably bought multiple Creed records between nineteen ninety eight and two thousand nine. I'd agree. Yeah. Yeah, no, Creed was ubiquitous. I mean, that's that's the thing. Is like Creed was as big then as like you know Post Malone is now. Yeah, I think that's a pretty good. Uh, like, even if you weren't into hard rock, you knew about Creed and you had heard their music. Like, even if you're not into Post Malone, and even if you're not into like that kind of uh, sort of hip hop stuff, um, I don't even know, like. Is there? It's, he's not really mumble rap. I don't know how to describe exactly what he does. He's got um, his own kind of. He's got his own kind of sound. Yeah, but um, uh, man, we should do a post Malone record for this one of these days. But anyway, um, we should. Yeah, similar thing though. Even if you're not into that kind of music, you know who Post Malone is, and you've heard like, uh, funnily enough, Rockstar. I think is yeah. his big hit right now. Uh, yeah, it's a nice tie into uh, <laughs> Nickelback. We'll see how that song ages. Anyway, uh, that's oh my God, thoughts. It already has aged poorly, but <laughs> yeah, those are my thoughts on on Full Circle. I think uh, it's, I think it's a, a a pretty decent record. There's a lot of good things on it. Um, I just was a little bored by the end of it. Um, yeah, it's it gets a little samey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does. Which is one of the bigger complaints about Creed's music in general is that it gets a little samey, but there's definitely a lot more variety on any of the first three records than there is on, uh, full circle. So, yeah, I, I'd agree. Uh, so you, you had me listen to something different. Yes. Something very different. You had me listen to an album, uh, called Crowbone by Mm -hmm. a band called Crowbone. Yes. Did I ever tell you where Crowbone uh, is from? They're from Oklahoma City. Uh, they are a Tulsa band. Uh, okay, well, I'm on their page right now, and it lists them as being from Oklahoma City. Are they? I thought they were from it's, Tulsa. You know, you're probably totally right. I'm on their band camp. Ah. Well, there you go. I need to go out and see them then. Where Where the hell have they been? I've never even seen a know. show announced or mentioned anywhere, and I know they're active. Because this record didn't come out that long ago. Um, I think they're more popular in Tulsa than they are in Oklahoma City. Uh, yeah. This this kind of music is a lot more popular in Tulsa than Oklahoma City. 
Yeah, Oklahoma anyway. City likes to think that it's too cool for this kind of music, but yeah. Uh, uh, anyway, let's not go down that road. That road. Um, <laughs> uh, so, the first like ten seconds of this record, I was like, "Oh yeah, this sounds like something that Mac would be into." Yeah. Um, I will say I I, I like the sound of the album. Mm-hmm. They wear their influences real heavy on their sleeve. Yeah, I mean it's a it's a debut EP by a local band. That's pretty typical. Yeah, like I heard, I I did hear some like clutch style stuff in there. Yeah, um, some like trivium influences were in there. Also, some like yeah. some like folk metal stuff was in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it was really cool. I would what I would call it like a like a um almost like a stoner metal album with yeah. some other stuff in there. Yeah. I, I think something that is a trend in, you know, any bands like first few anything uh, is like they have a very particular sound. And then every once in a while, something will just jump out of left field as being very different. Like, uh, I think it's the first song uh, as this really cool, like kind of like Creed, like a really poppy, melodic, hard rock chorus on it. It does, yeah, Thunder um, and Steel. Yeah, and I love it. And it, it fits well, but it it doesn't, like that never happens again on the rest of the record. Yeah. Um, um, and there's like a lot of this real simple kind of bluesy riff. Sorry, it's your it's your thing to review. Sorry, I'm really yeah. excited about this record because I like it. Y- Go ahead and you're talk good. before I review the whole record. <laughs> you're good. Um, I will say, I'm not going to go over each individual track except to say, no that uh, Thunder and Steel is my favorite song on the record. Uh, mm-hmm. I, having listened through the whole thing twice, I think the first track is the strongest, and I think they put it there intentionally. Yeah. Um, the vocals, the lead vocals are extremely strong. Mm-hmm. Like, their, their singer is top-notch. I mean, he is... He, he's, he's very, very good. Um, the production on this record was pretty good. Yeah. Um, real good for, like, a local kind of thing. Uh they're the guitarist. I wonder if he's a fan of Zach Wild. <laughs> I don't wonder at all. <laughs> yeah, I just like there were some licks in there that I was like, that's that's l- l- like straight lifted from a Zach Wild solo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but w- which is fine. He has the vibrato down. Yeah. Which is really cool. Um. Uh, just to nitpick, the backing vocals on this record are not great. No, they're 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 inconsistent too. There are times where they're okay, and times where like if I was mixing this record, I would have just muted it and hope they didn't notice. Yeah, there were there were some some backing vocals that I was like that that wasn't great. Maybe could have done another take on that. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the. Like very sparing, but like punctual use of like screaming in the record is cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I like that. I like they don't overdo it, but they don't shy away from it whenever a song calls for it. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say you're gonna disagree with me super hard on this, but I I feel okay. strongly about it. Song number four, Firewagon. Yeah. Um, it's way too long. Oh, I'd have to. I mean, I remember the. You know, I think I'm inclined to agree with you. I don't I don't remember every second of the six minutes and forty five seconds that this song has. Right. 
Um, but, uh, I do remember being a little bored in the middle section of this. Yeah, record. that was, that and was my fire wagon might be the reason that was, that was kind of my thing is like, at like minute four, I was like, okay, this song is probably about to end. And then it just didn't. Yeah, for another two minutes and forty five seconds. Yeah, and then I was, and then by the time the next song came over, came through, I was like, "All right, this would be great if it had come three minutes ago." Yeah, right. Um, but that's a nitpick. Uh, given that this is their first EP, they did really well. They arranged it really well. Just mm-hmm. their song lengths could be reined in a little bit. Yeah, a little, for the most part, it's not bad. Like, yeah, I'm looking at the I'm looking at the timestamps on the rest of these, and the rest of them are under yeah. five minutes. Just uh, Firewagon is almost seven minutes long, and it, and it yeah. could have been a five minute song. Yeah, it could have been. I think that they wanted to write like a kind of a prog rock epic thing. Yeah, you know, like a like a little bitty mini one. Um, yeah, but there's a reason why that doesn't get done very often. It's hard or very well. Yeah, because it's hard to to have one song that stretches through that. And even then a lot of like really long rock songs, you could probably just split it up into three songs on a record. Yeah. And it would make just as much sense. Yeah. Um, just, just to be like constructive on this one mm-hmm. on Firewagon, yeah. Um, I think the, the reason that I got, that I got bored through it was they tried to do a thing where they made the song into movements where part of it's very ballady and part of it's more of a traditional prog rock song. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they tried to do it as like this is a movement like the song has as uh, you know like transitions and shifts but it just kind yeah. of ended up feeling indecisive like it was going to be a ballad but then it wasn't mm-hmm. and it just yeah. it, it ended up just not going anywhere yeah it didn't really land like I think they wanted it to yeah I think this is the kind of situation where uh, I think local bands uh, and independent bands in general miss out on a lot of potential by not working with a producer. Um, yeah. And a lot of times if you're engineering these kind of local independent bands, uh, even if they didn't hire you as a producer, it's, it's helpful if you can kind of try to sneak your way in as one. Um, yeah. And, Cause somebody, yeah, and, and every other, them, other song on the record is. Yeah. yeah. Every other song on the record is, is good. Like there are parts that, you know, like, could have trimmed the fat a little bit, but um, mm-hmm. overall, it's really good. Yeah, uh, yeah. I I really enjoyed the record. Uh, it's I didn't know it was their debut EP. It's super strong for it being the yeah. first thing they've done. Absolutely, and I am dying to know who recorded and mixed this because uh, it does sound really, really good. I was really struck by it, mainly because I listen to a lot of local music mm. and a lot of it just sounds like garbage like great bands great songs like i see them live and i'm like i want to be a fan of yours and then it's hard to continually be a fan of a band when there's nothing to listen to that sounds good and they yeah. they did a really good job or somebody did a really good job of making sure that this record uh sounds good and i have a feeling is a really good representation of what the band is like live yeah which we should absolutely go and see them sometime we should. I'm gonna. I'm gonna tag them on all this stuff, and they're gonna know that we talked about their record. Mm-hmm. Um, they are at the Blue Note on February 22nd. Oh, cool! Friday at 9 p.m. and they are at uh, Bison, which is in Norman, on March 1st. Cool. So you and I might have to go hit up that March 1st show in Norman. Uh, yeah, I, I'm down. 
It's only a couple yeah. weeks from now. So and any all of our many listeners should also go hit up that March 1st show in Norman. For sure, man. Uh, if you ever want to meet the uh, uh, oh-so-famous, um, you know, people on this podcast. Yeah. Can, you, can, you can catch us at that show. So, yeah, overall, Crowbone, like the EP, uh, there were it, 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 some tells that it's not professionally produced, but overall, super strong. I'm going to add some songs from it to my rotation. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Thunder and Steel is just a ridiculous song. So, yeah, uh, if if Crowbone see this and decide to listen to this, like uh, we did, we did apply a little criticism. But uh, the reason that I wanted Braden to listen to it is because this is uh far and away one of the best pieces of local music that, that I have heard uh, as far as the recording goes. I actually pulled it off of a, uh, here's another little oh plug. You okay? I think Amber just killed a cock. Oh, that's bad. Um, <laughs> do you need help, baby? Do you need me to get it? Okay, I'm going to go clean up a cockroach over here. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be taking a short intermission. We'll be back with the podcast in a couple minutes. In the meantime, uh, I will will play you the song of my people. Lots of shit about me while I was gone. Uh, no, I did not. Okay, cool. Um, okay, so there will be some editing. Uh, anyway, real quick plug uh, I heard about this band on a website called Make Oklahoma Weirder, run by okay. a guy named Jarvix, who is the coolest guy in the local scene. He is at every show, he's a musician himself. So, uh, check out Jarvix and Make Oklahoma Weirder, uh, and he'll turn you on to all the best local music. Speaking of local music, we should move on to the local music section of the podcast. Okay, cool. Um, so, uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, Mac is in Oklahoma City. I'm in Dallas. Mm-hmm. So, we are part of the music scenes in those respective places. Yeah. And uh, this is kind of the section of the podcast where we shout out local music that we're into right now, or like people that we've met who we think their music is awesome, and um, yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. So, uh, I have one, like I have a, a particular person I want to shout out. Do you, um, I mean, I'm just going to say, uh, make Oklahoma weirder, I think is a great, okay. like jumping off point for the Oklahoma city music scene. So. Awesome. Um, so my thing is I do an open mic night at, uh, this place called opening bell coffee in, in Dallas on the South side every Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And this past Tuesday I was there. And I met this guy. I I forget his actual name. I feel terrible for it. Macklin is his last name. Um, but his Spotify name is Cardboard Aviator, right? Okay. And I watched the stuff, and it was very, very. It was like beautiful acoustic, um, very like folky kind of music. It was 
Um, it kind of reminded me of Bon Iver. Uh, had a little bit of a Phoebe Bridgers, uh, Julian Baker thing going on also. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, and so he, I like, I followed him after he got off stage, and I was like, "Hey, I would love to check out your music and t- you know tell people about it on the podcast. Can you know, are you on Spotify or anything?" And he says, "Yeah, I'm under Cardboard Aviator," and I went to listen to it, and it's a very well produced like alternative like indie kind of song it's like got electronic uh components to it the song's called wait uh so yeah if you are looking for a new like just chill folk indie electronic thing song to add to your rotation wait by cardboard aviator it's just a fantastic song he's also a super nice guy uh and yeah just a great great song so if you uh if you're looking for something, I cannot recommend it enough. Alrighty. Uh, I'm excited to listen to it. I have already followed him on Spotify, so we'll see. I'm excited to see what this song is about. Yeah. Um, also, if you are a local artist and you want to get featured on this podcast, uh, all you have to do is contact us and we'll listen to your music. And if we like it, we'll absolutely shout it out. Mm-hmm. We, if if we really really like it, we will use it as uh, one of our uh, discussions, like with the Crowbone record. Yeah, you can get your album reviewed in depth by two people who at least pretend to n- know what they're talking about. Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. And uh, we definitely want to have local artists on the show. We want to do uh, interviews or. Um, Really, just just have local artists be a part of this conversation with mm-hmm. just talking about records and stuff. So, uh, if you're interested, um, drop us a line. Uh, yeah, because I, I I think like we both of us really believe in the idea of supporting and bolstering the local music scenes because it's really important to the health of mm-hmm. like a city in general to have a really really strong music scene, and it yep. makes it easier for musicians to to get their stuff out there if there's a community around them. Yeah. Every and, artist was a local artist. Yeah. And we, we want to be part of that fabric. Absolutely. So before uh, we kind of retooled this podcast, it was mostly about um, us writing an album over the course of a year. Which was a disaster. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it turned out to be pretty stressful. Uh, but the reason that we really did that was because we – didn't really have projects of our own going on at the time. Mm-hmm. But now we both have our own stuff going on so that we don't need to have an outlet uh, for that in the, po- in the podcast. Yeah. So Mac, uh, you have a new band going on right now. I do. I do. I do. I do. Uh, I am in a band out of Oklahoma city called off brand. Um, we have a single out on Spotify, uh, Called uh, I don't even remember what's it called, Braden. You've you've listened to it. And then the sun, but then the sun. Oh, yeah, but then the sun. That's what it is. But then the sun. Uh, we are almost done wrapping up our second single, which I am super super excited about. It has been a blast to record. And I have uh, heard the song. It is real good. Real good. We're we're really excited about it. Um, Am I allowed to say that? about? Yeah, of course you're allowed to say you're excited about your own music. Uh, What I really love about this band is I get to just be Wheelie Deedly lead guitar man. Um, 
I don't really have to write any music, uh, which turns out is, is the stressful part for me at least. So, <laughs> um, it's been super fun. Uh, it's been really pushing me as a guitarist as well to not suck so bad all the time. So. But yeah, yeah, I off brand is real good. They I don't know if I don't know if you'll actually have any shows coming up, but Oh, we do we just I, booked I, one. I, go okay. go ahead, keep talking, and I'll tell you when the show is when I pull it up. I'm just saying, like, I've added But Then the Sun to my Spotify playlist, and I listen to it at least, like, once a week. Well, that's awesome. We really appreciate it. We but, have a show on March 29th at Bison Witches in Norman. Okay. Awesome. So that's happening. Nice. Uh, I also have music that I'm doing right now. Yes. I am super excited about it as well. Uh, it's just under my name. It's just under Braden Harris, which is B-R-A-D-E-N, and then Harris, H-A-R-R-I-S, you know, how Harris is spelled. Uh, it is, it's barely rock. <laughs> That's a really good way of describing it. Um, I, I, I took a lot of influence from, really I took influence from two places, both from people like Julian Baker and Phoebe Bridgers, and also from like Americana artists like Jason Isbell or you know, mm-hmm. people like that. And that's kind of where I'm, where I'm kind of drawing from. Uh, Mac is actually doing the recording and producing of all this music right now. So, uh, what do you think? Um, I think it's, it's really, really good. I've been enjoying working on it. Uh, Braden has been very, very patient with me and getting mixes done. Uh, <laughs> so Braden, I have, uh, all I have to do on the next song is uh, I need to retract guitars because I got some drums down that I think you're really going to like, but it mm-hmm. made me realize the guitars are totally out of time, uh, which wasn't a big I deal when you. there were no drums, but now there are drums. So I have to retract the guitars. And as soon as I can get that done, uh, I will send it over to you and you will be like, hey, this is real cool. Or you'll be like, these so. drums suck. And then I'll just kill myself. <laughs> maybe don't go to that that I only, extreme because i only spent like four days on them no uh don't let that color your your in your your thoughts on it at all because this is this is what it is being a musician <laughs> especially when you're working with or even for other people is you're gonna you're gonna write a lot of shit and then some that you're really proud of and that you feel really strongly about and someone's gonna be like dude this sucks and it's gonna crush your spirit and then you're going to do it all over again because that's how you be a musician. So. You have to be a little bit of a masochist to be a musician. Yeah. But uh, anyway, I already have two songs out on Spotify. Uh, one of them is an original. It's called The Same. Mm-hmm. And the other is a cover of a Julian Baker song called Rejoice. Yep. Um, and if you want to see me live, like I said, I am out every Tuesday at, op- at an open mic at uh, Opening Bell Coffee. Mm-hmm. And that's in Dallas. Come by, hang out, b- buy me a coffee, maybe, or don't. I'm not going to buy you a coffee, though. You can just hang out with me. We're poor. Yeah, well, I mean, relatively. <laughs> relatively speaking. We're not as poor as we were the last <laughs> time we were recording this. No, we're not. Yeah. Which is good. It's good to not be that poor. Yeah. Um. Uh, 
Mac, do you know what time it is? I do. It's time for this podcast is brought to you by we're keeping this fucking segment because I love it. All righty. So first of all, this podcast is brought to you by this fucking segment. (laughs) Making this (laughs) podcast suck for me since about six months ago. (laughs) This podcast is brought to you by Creed. Creed, fuck you. (laughs) This podcast is brought to you by OKC Hipsters. Chasing out great rock bands since at least 2016. This podcast is brought to you by Hard Rock Ballads. Hard Rock Ballads, generally mediocre. That's all I got. That's all I got, too. Oh, that was good. <laughs> I, I, I did heard, it. I did it. I know. You actually did it this time. <laughs> the, I think it might be the first time ever you've contributed. I may have ruined this segment. Nah, it's fine. I we this is a this is a new beginning. It's a beginning where you remember <laughs> what segment we're on. Oh boy. Okay. So now it is time to get to the recommendations that we have for each other. We do. Uh we have a minute and a half to get this done. I mean, we can just go a couple minutes over. It's fine. No, no, no. no. Hard hard limits here. Oh wait, actually I we recorded for like 15 minutes before we actually started the podcast. So never mind. Yeah, we're fine. <laughs> yeah, we're good. Mac, what do you have for me since you have such a strong opinion about it? Uh, I don't have a terribly uh, cardboard. No, it's not cardboard aviator. What was I? What was I even doing? <laughs> Are you okay? Yeah. Um, yeah, there it is. Matchbox 20. Woo! Oh, God fucking damn it. Okay, so what I'm going to have you do is I'm going to have you listen to my ultimate, like, pick-me-up record. So this album never uh, fails to put me in a good mood. So the record is Exile on Mainstream. I know that record. The first, it's basically an EP. The first six songs are were new on this record. And then there are uh, 11 songs of basically Matchbox 20's greatest hits before this came out. Um, it makes me real, real, real happy. Uh, it doesn't have to make you happy, but you do have to listen to it. You can't see the shit eating grin I've got on my face right now, but it's just trust me, it's massive. Mac, I, I hate you so much. <laughs> no, like get real sad first and then listen to it. And like, I don't, I don't see how anyone can be unhappy listening to this record. Mac, we've talked at length before about how much I hate Matchbox 20. Have we? Yes. Like uh, I've gone yeah. on for like an hour with you about how much I hate that well, band. That's unfortunate. Now you have to listen to, uh, Exile on mainstream. Uh, so I, I think this, this is absolutely a record worth stealing. Um, <laughs> basically which records do we think are good enough to receive a cease and desist from, uh, the RAA? Um, oh this God, is, this is worth it. So, okay. Well, that's, that's good. Does that, does that change your recommendation to me at all? 
I mean, I I'm 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 oscillating. You're gonna make me listen to the Baby Shark song 14 times in a row. <laughs> I fucking should. I'll bet there's like a uh, like an album of remixes or something. Mm, I mean, no, because I like I have to listen to every album that I recommend to you. Yes, that's true. So uh, I I want to not hate it. Also, let me see baby, what album baby, should baby I shark. pick? What? Baby Shark is the opening track of a record called Pink Fong Animal Songs. There are 20 I, tracks. Are they all Baby Shark? No, but oh, I'm that assuming sucks. they're all just as obnoxious. Okay, so I I think what I'm going to have you listen to is an, is a metal record. Okay. Um, Shocker. <laughs> Well, I was going back and forth between uh, recommending the Boy Genius EP that you've already heard. I would rather wait until that's a little further from your mind. Yeah, I've listened to it a lot lately. It is very uh, good. But uh, yeah, we'll we'll go into detail about that like three or four weeks from now. Yeah. But uh, for this one, I'm going to have you listen to the album Wrath by Lamb of God. Oh, that'll that'll blow the creed right out your asshole. Um, so I, I've listened to this album. Oh, I don't know. 150 times. Okay. Uh, it's It's the same year. This is going to be an awesome, like parallel too. Um, I know this is good. The difference is the Lamb of God album is produced extremely well. Yeah. And is probably just, just all around better. It is. Uh, I think you're going to like it a lot. I think I am, too. I've never really gotten into Lamb of God. It's always kind of been a band in the back of my mind. Like, I should I should really listen to it. I think I've heard a couple songs, but... Yeah. Um, Wrath is going to be the album that, like, I think would be the best, like, intro to Lamb of God for you. Awesome. Awesome, awesome. I'm excited. All right. So that should just about do it for this for this episode. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. Oh God! All right, I'm gl- I'm glad to be back, Braden. It's good to be back, man. Uh, right. Can we drop the uh, the segment where we do the stupid uh, phrase of the week thing? Yeah, yeah, we can drop that if you want. All right, cool. All right, we'll just go ahead and end it here. Uh, outro right. music is going here, maybe if we have it. My fucking ears. Ah!